But now let's get right to our next guest, and that's going to be Tim Lesko. He is a partner at Granite Investment Advisors. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me. All right. So we've seen weakness in airline stocks with most of the majors off 5 to 7% this week. We're back to February levels as TSA numbers are the weakest in months and cancellations are starting to increase. What's your take here on this sector that just seems to uh, can't right the ship? Well, I mean, it certainly has righted the ship from the lows of last April and May when these things were really on, on you know, it's extremely discounted. But what we've had with the airlines is you have this Delta variant has stepped in and started to question travel both internationally and domestically at a time when it seemed like it was to the moon for these guys. They had tons of passengers, domestic travel was crazy, and passenger numbers were great. Um, the thing that we can't escape is the fact that during the COVID crisis, they took on so much debt that their future earnings power is going to be impacted. So while we think that the Delta variant will start to ebb and we'll start to see travel pick up again because people are flush with cash and desperate to travel, uh, the airlines still can't earn as much as they used to. Now, uh, you know, I follow the option market quite a bit as far as flows go to see where people are setting up maybe for, uh, you know, more duration as far as these airlines. And I see a lot of January and next June calls trading. So people going out uh, in duration to try to capture, you know, maybe a move higher into the next year. If this Delta variant sticks around for a while or maybe we get another iteration, uh, or variant out there. Is this, you know, a rocky type of sector to invest in for near-term trading, or is it more of a long-term hold? Well, it's very hard to ever be a real long-term hold of airline stocks, right? They've been perennial disappointers for most of my career. Um, they, Other than Southwest, they've each been in and out of bankruptcy in my career as well. So um, they are not great long-term holdings. But if you really want to look into the future, we're still not replacing the way people travel. And we have a lot of money sitting in, in savings accounts waiting to travel. So for those who are focused on leisure, for those who are focused domestically, the way out of COVID seems like it's a little closer than it is internationally. So I think we got to get past the Delta variant and look to next year. And yeah, sure, the stocks probably aren't wildly expensive, but they still have all that debt. Yeah, and now going back to that domestic versus maybe international and business travel, you know, you've got the legacy players like Delta, United, and American uh, that, you know, they make a lot of their margins on that business travel and overseas travel. But you look at somebody like Southwest and they continue to get pounded. We had Southwest and Frontier already come out and lower estimates going into Q3 here, even though, uh, you know, we had TSA numbers at post-pandemic highs. Do you look at this sector as a whole, or do you try to pick and choose the ones with the healthiest balance sheets? Oh, I think you have to pick and choose. And you really have to look at business models like Southwest or like Spirit or JetBlue that have a very, very flexible route structure where they can add and subtract flights very easily without having to have the right type pilot with the right type plane in the right place at the right time. Right? Those other airlines have so many different airplanes, so many different mechanics that their infrastructure is very difficult to handle both globally and domestically. So you really have to look at it at a business model by business model standpoint. That's why we in the past have owned Southwest. We think that they got all these airlines got ahead of themselves as they saw passengers come back. They had great revenue in the first half of the year and they had lower costs. They were paying fewer attendants. They were giving out fewer things on the airplane. Um, and as fares were starting to creep up, the Delta variant came in and really hurt their forward-looking guidance. So it's going to be a tough, tough slug for them for a little while. 
Yeah, and if you look at uh, maybe the debt uh, on their balance sheets, uh, you know, out of these major airlines, which ones would you probably stay away from and which ones do you like better besides maybe Southwest? Well, I, I think that, you know, Southwest has always kind of been number one. I think Delta have, probably has the best mix of domestic and international. Uh, when you get into the United and American, you have so much uh, riding on the op reopening of international air travel that it's just hard to see what that clarity is going to be, right? And when you own a lot of big wide body jets, the debt doesn't go away on those debts and the service payments don't go away. Uh, so you're still paying for those as they are not flying. So we really need to see uh, more Asian markets open up and we need to see a return to business travel before we'd want to own those major integrated airlines.